As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Rob Bros. Good evening everybody and welcome back to another episode of brav bros your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody for whoever wants to listen i am your co-host steel russell joined as always by the one and only scatter mcgladder what's up pal i'm running out of names it oh, sounds gross i don't know why I, it, yeah i didn't like that one at all that's that sounded like i have a medical issue yeah, oh, like a bladder issue yeah, maybe it's because it rhymes with bladder. Yeah, no, I think I couldn't really put my thumb on it, but I didn't like it. So don't use that one again. You got that splatter bladder. Yeah, yeah, no, don't, don't. It's just enough of that. Let's just, let's just leave that Welcome one. We'll show. leave that one here. Welcome to the show. Splatter McGladder. <laughs> <to the> <laughs> but um, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Okay. We're not going to ease into this thing. We have major news. All right, like massive Like the biggest news out. Should I hit it? Major news. Did it go? Yeah, it went. Hey, I can't hear it. You can. Major news. Why don't you drop the news, Shoots? Why don't you let our audience know what we've been trying to subtly hint at for like weeks because we haven't been allowed to say it and it's been driving us nuts. If you caught on to the hints, I don't think anybody did because they were super subtle they were fucking but, terrible uh, hints. <laughs> they weren't great but we weren't allowed to say anything we are allowed to say something now so i'm gonna shut up take it away yeah it is friday january 19th i think whatever the fucking date of tomorrow is or whenever the hell friday is and we've got some major news the boys are gonna be bartenders i'll watch what happens live tuesday january 23rd we'll see you guys there live and in person looking fucking great i'm a little fearful that we're at we have to mix up some drinks i don't know how to make drinks like that but somebody's probably going to do it for us and we're going to be there looking good that's all that really matters so tune in i think heather's going to be the guest i'm not sure who the other guest is but it doesn't matter because we're the guests it's our show we're going to take over the show no we're absolutely not not going to do that at all (laughs) i've been doing my homework i've been watching watch what happens live our job is to stand there we're supposed to look pretty. We're yep. supposed to not talk unless Andy talks to us. And if he does talk to us, we got to be short and sweet. We can't. They're not there to watch us. We're we're just uh, an accessory to the show. They're there to watch Heather. Don't get it twisted. They, just be. They excited. might be there to watch us. <laughs> Nobody's there to watch us. But <laughs> so as Shooter just said, tune in. I think it's at nine fifteen after the third part of the Salt Lake reunion. Come check out your boys on Bravo. We're super excited. And then get your tickets to our live show on Thursday. As he said, we are expecting an influx. I'm not saying that it's going to be. I'm hoping that it's a big influx, but there's not that many tickets left to begin with. So make sure you get those tickets if you are planning on going. If you're waiting for the last minute, they might not be there after Tuesday. So our faithful, all of you that listen to us frequently, we want you guys to have first dibs. So make sure you get those tickets. Come hang out with us. It's our first headline show. We're super excited. Green Room 42 next Thursday night. Get them ticks, bruh. We'll see you in New York City. But that takes We're so, I'm so <laughs> What's up? What's up? I'm, I'm so used uh, to that being the end of the show. I was so confused. No, <laughs> that was a, that was an early plug, dude. <laughs> 
pretty thought I was going to wrap it up. And that's it. We're not doing Miami. We're just making our uh, good and going home. See you later. Deuces. We'll see you on TV next week. Yeah, no, no, no. We still got to talk about Miami, baby. And that takes us to... Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Free. not doing it anymore. Yes, he did it. I Thanks said God. it. <laughs> I know. I thought you, you were so going to do quick. it. Well, it's because we're doing it remote, so it's ever so slightly delayed. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, he's going to leave me hanging. So no, I, I wouldn't do it twice. Air and thanks. You're so supportive. But that takes us to Miami. And uh, there's not a ton to talk about this episode. It was primarily highlighting swim week in Miami. Um, but let's just jump in. And we get start out with Julia. And she's getting ready for swim week. And she talks about. And it was really touching. We've seen it over the past couple of seasons, especially last year with Martina's cancer diagnosis. She really took a step back from everything to focus on Martina. And we did catch up with Julia last year in kind of a transitional period because she was getting out of her her mother phase. You know, all the kids are leaving the nest and she was kind of scrambling on what to do next. And amidst this journey of trying to find her next thing. And she did a good job of it too. You know, her and Martina got closer over the season, even before the cancer diagnosis. We had that nice scene of them having that dinner on the dock. So to see this all kind of play out to where now Martina's okay, she's beaten cancer. Julia's back on the runway for the first time in 20 plus years. And we see her kind of finding herself later in life. And like, that's an amazing thing that we get to watch. And I'm, I'm, genuinely touched by the scenes every time julia martinez on the screen i'm always like sentimental and i don't know why they just it's a it's nice to see yeah it, i mean it's nice to see and obviously we i completely forgot that julia was even getting back into modeling and they um, thankfully showed that clip from earlier in the season where she was talking about getting back into modeling and it's it's a completely different world now i mean she she's been out for such a long time and she's thankful that she can get back in and people are accepting of it so it was really nice and again this is why we love julia this is these are the scenes that really kind of speak to what we want from julia and it's just showing the nice things that she's going through her personal life is absolutely perfect she's a good housewife overall because she has such a great home life and there's so many different things going on there between her farm and martina and now she's picking up modeling again yes we want a little bit more from her when it comes to the big group because she doesn't yep. deliver that well but that's just part of her personality so it goes into it and she's trying so we appreciate that yeah and i i will always have a soft spot for her so she can do no wrong in my eyes, but that leads us to the next scene. And this is something that I don't know why they don't highlight Kiki more. I don't know why I've always wondered why she seems captivating. And then we get into her backstory and she's talking about how she got into modeling and she left Haiti and got to Miami and knew that's what she wanted to do and immediately started taking pictures. I think she just went to like a photographer and took whatever the modeling equivalent is of headshots and got those. And her dad was remarried, I guess, to her stepmom. Then they, she says it's a cultural thing in Haiti when they see pictures like this in a bikini or, as she says, in skanky clothes, they equate it to porn. So at 15 years old, she got the boot out of her house and she was on her own and she worked at Burger King. She was jumping from friends' houses to friends' houses. And it was a struggle to know that she went through that landed in swim week and became a very prolific model in the Miami area. How the fuck do we not talk about this more? Why is she not more of a focal point on the show? I feel like they're missing a major, major aspect that in a season that, as you said earlier, 
it's slow, like it's slowing down. They're not hitting as well as they were last year. It's not bad by any means, but it has slowed down a little bit. You have Kiki there, and we've never really dove into her life. And I don't know, I know she's a friend of, but we give Marisol all the screen time. Why can't we give Kiki some more screen time? Uh, I think it just comes down to the structure of the show. One, Marisol kind of leans more into the fights and all the arguments and all the pettiness that happens typically on housewife shows all the time. She's mixed it up with pretty much everybody on the show. And obviously she's a close friend to Alexia, who's a mainstay on the show. So I think that's why we get Marisol there. Kiki, we've seen her remove herself from those situations. She doesn't lean into them. She doesn't really mix it up too much. If it gets too hectic for her, she just leaves. She walks away. And she's done that multiple times. She did it on the boat last year for Adriana's music video. She did it this yeah, year. She ate a burger Brunch, while she was doing it, which was great. And that was awesome. But again, from like a producer standpoint, she's not really getting involved. She's leaving. So that's a problem. The other thing is maybe she doesn't really want to talk about it. It sounds like, yeah, she talked about it like at surface level, but maybe she's not willing to share a whole lot more than that. And that could be a thing. I, I look, I have no idea. I'm just speculating because I okay. don't know. I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat as you where I don't really understand okay, because she has such that. a captivating sure. story. Yeah, no, she has a captivating story, obviously. I mean, she just went over it, and it's insane, and we want to know more about things like that. But if she's not willing to talk about it, then maybe that's why they're not giving her so much airtime. But I think it really just comes down to the structure of the show, and she's not mixing it up as much as everybody else is, so maybe they're not really rewarding her, if you will. I really hope that they they change that and they give her some more time because that's kind of my whole takeaway from this episode is Kiki gets shafted a lot, not just by producers, but by the women in the group. I feel like she's never prioritized. I feel like her shit is always at the bottom of the list. And I think that's bullshit. Whether you're a friend of or not, whether you're featured on the show or not, it's sad that when she has things going on, everyone else will show up for everybody else. All right. Unless it's at Adriana's house and Marisol is not cool with her until Nicole's a problem. Then she's cool with Adriana, but whatever. Nobody will do that for Kiki. Nicole even goes to the Stanley Cup instead of going to her Fashion Week show, which, you know, it's the Stanley Cup. They had tickets before they heard about it. But I'm just saying, like, there are situations where if that was somebody else in the group, I don't know if Nicole would have went to that hockey game. But because it's Kiki and she's like the back burner, I just it bugs me, especially now finding out like she's got some shit to talk about. Let's talk about it because I want to hear about that. I don't want to hear about Lenny. I don't want to hear about Lisa. I don't want to hear about that shit anymore. I'm over that. We've got this over here with Kiki. Let's Kiki with Kiki. Damn it. Damn it. Maybe she should start a podcast. Kiki with Kiki. Oh, dude. It's a layup. Wow. What a great name. It's way better than in uh, separation anxiety. It's way better than Bravo bros. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Our, our alter ego, the Bravo bros. But the funny thing is, dude, every time I make our hashtags now on any videos I post, the second one is always hashtag Bravo Bros, just because I know so many people call us that too, yeah. which is fine. But moving on, we get a very touching scene. It's Russell and Gertie. And this is, again, points to this being a great relationship because they're going out to dinner and they're having a difficult conversation because Gertie's gearing up for her second surgery and she received more news that. Initially, they said, look, it's stage 1B or whatever. It's not going to be that big of a deal. We're going to get in there. We're going to take it out. No problem. And I'm assuming that the doctors say that to not add any more worry to the situation until there's necessarily or necessary worry to be had. 
but she finds out after the fact they didn't get all of it out. Her numbers are still too high, so she's got to go back in. And then she hears, and if they're not below this number, we got to start talking about chemotherapy. So it's starting to get really real. It's starting to get very serious, and it's starting to go beyond just a surgery. But I love that Russell in this moment, because Gertie's like, I'm not doing a, a third surgery. You can't tell me to do a third surgery. I'm not getting a mastectomy. None of that's happening. Then Russell is there close enough that Russell can be like, look, you have to be ready for that to be a possibility. I know it's hard to hear. I know it's a scary premise. Absolutely. I can't imagine hearing that and like having to sit and wait for that kind of shit. Like it gives me anxiety. So there's something to be said about a relationship in which he can say to her, like, dude, I know I hear you. This sucks, but you're going to do it. You got to do it. And I know Gertie will. I know she'll step up. And she did, as we saw. And she kicked cancer's ass. And that's amazing. But I think it's so, 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 so important in a support system to be able to not press somebody, but have the tough conversation. Hey, this sucks. I know. But dude, come on. And uh, it was just, it was refreshing to see once again, this super normal couple, the super supportive couple that actually take care of each other. Yeah, I mean, we we applaud Nicole and Anthony to the point where we say get off the show because you're too normal. Russell and yeah. Gertie are right behind them. But this does, I, I mean, it has such a big impact on the show because from a show standpoint, this doesn't happen. You don't really get to see things like mm -hmm. this to a main component of one of these shows. And look, like again, we're not cheering for it. We don't want more things like this to happen. But it's happening right now, and it's super important because we get to see the dynamic between the two of them and how something like this can potentially drive a wedge in between your your entire family. And there's a lot going on there, and you don't know what the world's going to bring you moving forward. And it's I feel like it's an important message for the viewers, for everybody watching, for the, all the other women on the show, everybody in Bravo, to see Gertie do this. And I think that when she looks back on this, and obviously right now she's just happy that she beat cancer and she got through it all. But when she looks back on this, I think she's going to be proud of everything that she did. And I think that it, yeah. at the end of the day, it probably brings her and Russell together even more because they fought it together. I mean, it's got to be crazy weight bearing on top of Russell just as much as it is Gertie. Obviously, it's not his sickness, but the whole family rests on his shoulders while Gertie's going through this. And yeah, it's going to be a stressful time, but it's real. And that's what we like to see. We quickly get... You know, come back down to earth because the next scene is Lisa and Jody house shopping and they're taking a peek at, you know, just a very, very basic 5,000 square foot home on a 21,000 square foot lot for the grand total of $5.37 million and mm -hmm. still unclear as to what her budget is. We're not privy to that information, but I hated, I hated this scene. I thought this was ridiculous. Like they sit down there with their realtor who I don't know if he's a friend I don't know if they're that close with this man. It's not really clear. And she starts explaining to the realtor about her financial situation and Lenny. And to make matters worse, and I know he's just doing what a good boyfriend does. He's he's chiming in and supporting his girlfriend. Jody has all of the info about this, all of the info about Lenny. And I know she's talking his ear off about it, but he chimes in and he's talking about the financial situation. I don't know why you need to explain all this to your realtor. He asked you a question. Are you making a cash offer or are we going mortgage? Well, I had this great deal on the table, but then Lenny did this and Lenny did that. And I'm not going to live under Lenny's thumb anymore. This man wants to know how he's getting paid. That's what he asked you. How am I making money? I, how is the bank making just, money? It's the show. That's all it is. Lisa's playing it up for the show. 
Everything that she talks about always goes back to Lenny. That's how she feels like working. it is right now. I know it's not working, but in her mind, because last year was crazy. I mean, that whole season was nuts with what she was going through with Lenny. And she, I feel like, thought this year could be more of the same, honestly, because she, in her world, the only thing that's really going on is the Lenny shit. So that's what she's bringing to the table. Every time that she's on camera, she has to bring up some crazy out of touch aspect of her life that just doesn't relate with anybody. And look, I know that we watch these shows because we want to see extravagance. We want to see things going on. But the whole point of your friend's discussion with you is that you're not spending money wisely. Why the fuck are we sitting down talking to you about money again? Back to back to back to back weeks, four weeks in a row. We have to sit down with Lisa and have her discuss what money means to her. I don't care. I just don't care. This isn't housewife. This isn't, oh, I'm going to go buy this fucking mansion because I'm filthy rich. Look how cool this place is. You know, we're getting that Anthony and Nicole. They're redoing yep. an entire house that's on the water and it's fucking They're yacht sick. shopping. I love what they're yacht shopping. That's fun for me. I don't want to hear for the millionth time about your divorce because look, Jody is now getting to the point where he's chiming in and doing the same shit the Lisa's doing. So now it's just two Lisa's on my screen that are talking about Lisa's problems. I'm done with Lisa's problems. You're not doing anything different. You're just doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it's really bothering me. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne. Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Very well said, sir. But we get to swim week, and uh, Julia looks great. Kiki looks great. The show goes off without a hitch. But um, the biggest thing to take away from this episode is Nicole, Adriana, and Alexia. And we get a scene with Nicole and Adriana sitting down, and they're talking about Anna. And obviously, we know at the Mamacita brunch, everything went down there. And Alexia and Marisol are so, so stuck on this fact that Nicole is the culprit behind this whole thing. She's the mastermind. She knew more. She's not saying it just because Adriana somewhat outed herself, but still kind of softened the blow by saying, Nicole gave me your blessing. We haven't gotten to the bottom of it. So Nicole sits down with her and says, can you please please clarify that I didn't know about any of this. And Adriana says, yeah, I'm sorry. You didn't know anything about it. I should have been more transparent. You think, you think, or did you know exactly what you were doing and you did it intentionally? And then when shit almost popped off at the table, you tried to hush Julia because you were finally cool with Alexia and Marisol again. And that was so exciting for you. It was fleeting. It's gone now. But for that one brief moment, you were happy again. And in this moment, Kiki calls her and goes, you have to clear this up. 
and we at home are watching and I'm pulling my hair out watching these scenes. So I'm like, Nicole didn't know anything. She might have been privy to the information that Anna and Marisol didn't get along, but that's what these shows are. We get people come back all the time that people aren't cool with. It's not that big of a deal. They sit down at dinners a lot. We see it in Beverly Hills. We see it in Jersey. We see people come back to make an appearance that people don't get along with. You don't cause a scene and blow it up. But if you can't take credit for it from Adriana's standpoint, when everyone knows except for Alexia and Marisol, because they just have an ax to grind with Nicole at all times. And I will say Adriana paints it pretty well later and we'll get to that, but it sets the table for a conversation to be had at the end of the episode. And that's of course, when Alexia and Marisol arrive and they attempt to have the conversation then they're like, no, 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 we're not doing this right now. And I would love to say that was because they didn't want to ruin the show. I don't think they had time for Nicole. They're just like, no, no, no. We're going to save this because you're full of shit. Yeah, and Nicole went in there with like a no-nonsense attitude. This is the first time I'm seeing you. I wasn't invited to Marisol's last week. Let's hash this out right now. I don't understand what your problem is with me. I don't understand what the entire situation is. I'm trying to figure it out from Adriana, who always has some sort of ulterior motive, especially when it comes to Alexia Marisol. So she knows better. It's fucking Nicole. She understands how this works. She's the smartest person on probably any of these shows that I've seen. She knows exactly what's going on. She was thrown under the bus, and now, as we talked about last week, we don't understand why Alexia and Marisol are just completely ignoring Adriana. She has to yell at them until she's blue in the face for them to finally believe her later, but right now, they're going after Nicole. Yeah, they don't have time for Nicole. They're too cool. Let's not have this discussion right now. Let's go into swim week. We're going to go in there, and we're going to sit down and act like everything's fine, and we'll be okay, and then we'll address it a little bit later. I think they were doing it for the show. I think they didn't want to do it right then and there because they realized, what are we going to do after this? We have to talk about something. We can't oh, squash it now. Yeah. So I, I think that that was more for the structure of the show, which, whatever. I, I don't care about that. That's that's entirely fine. Um, but yeah, th- that's exactly what it was. And, and Nicole going into it, just trying to squash it right away, didn't work for their plan. So they brushed her off. Yeah, that's that's exactly the vibe that I got. But we get to watch fashion or sorry, swim week take place and Julia does her thing as somebody points out. I think it's uh, Alexia. She's got that 90s model walk where she owns the stage and it's cool to see her do her thing. It's awesome to see Kiki do her thing. Again, I didn't love that Nicole bounced for the Stanley Cup, but you know, whatever. But I will say this takes us to the conversation about Anna by the pool because they're in between shows. We get to see Julia first and Kiki comes on later. So we're out by the pool and they finally hash this thing out. And Adriana says flat out, cannot make it any more clear. Nicole didn't know anything. She knew nothing. And Alexia and Marisol are still stuck on it. No, no, no. She knew. Everybody knows that she put this plan in place. We all know that she's behind it. It's like nobody does. Not one person. Not any of us at home are watching this thinking Nicole had a hand in it. I said last week, did she maybe have some ulterior motives? Like, did she maybe think like, oh, I heard they're not cool. Like, maybe. But again, Adriana's the one that said, hey, can Anna come? And Nicole said, yeah, that's fine. Like, that was the end of it. Adriana's the one that had it in her back pocket because she told Julia she's going to say something about Alexia's finances. And we find out why she did this whole thing. And that's finally, finally. When Dumb and Dumber get out of their own way, they're like, oh, it is Adriana. Nicole, we're cool now. And that only happens after Adriana explains, well, no, you were so rude to Lisa. You were so rude to Lisa. So I wanted to do this. And we'd heard this previously. How? How was she rude to Lisa? 
because the cars, the Rolls Royce thing. No, like, I don't understand how that I, equates to, I'm going to bring Anna to talk about Alexi's finances. I, I get it, honestly, because I think Adriana, for all the shit that we give her for how messy she is and how easy it is to figure out what she's doing and how annoying it is for me specifically, I know exactly what she's doing. They went after Lisa. Adriana needs mm -hmm. allies. As soon as they scorned Lisa by talking about her finances and she saw that Lisa was upset with that two times now oh. and got even more last week at Marisol's. Now, all of a sudden, Adriana's like, you know what? I can spin this whole fucking thing to say instead of me just doing this, which is what she's doing, she's using it just to get after Alexia because that's what she always does. And it's so tiring. She now has some sort of scapegoat. I was doing it to defend my friend Lisa and Lisa, who is delusional right now, immediately agrees when she goes to her confessional. Yeah, it felt pretty good to have Adriana do that, to have my back because these women were going after me. They were going after you for a reasonable thing. You're spending $10,000 a month on Instacart for perfume and makeup and all this other shit. Not for your kids. You're just getting food. Yeah, driving maybe like your ex-husband's Rolls Royce, driving, even though you're yeah. fucking getting divorced. Which is insane. And then you can tell immediately last week when Lisa goes, well, it's the same thing as Alexia driving Todd's car. It's not. They're married. You're divorced. That doesn't make any sense. You're also being accused of leaving trackers in your husband, your ex-husband's car so that you can track him and you can listen to the things that he's doing, which is probably absurd. I don't think Lisa's doing that, but you're being accused of doing it. So at the end of the day, you should probably distance yourself from those assets, you idiot. So here she is doing all of this. Adriana recognizes that and says, I know that I can brush this off and say I was defending Lisa and Lisa will now be on my side. Now I have somebody to shit talk because guess what? She just lost Julia. Julia is not going to sit there and shit talk Alexia and Marisol with her because Julia is finally cool with Alexia. Finally. So Julia does not want to burn those bridges. So she's not going to sit there with Adriana and do what Adriana does all the time. I imagine she does this off camera too and just sits there and talks to anybody that will listen about how much she hates Alexia Marisol. Julia's gone. Let me bring in Lisa. Lisa's at, at odds with them. I'll bring her in, start talking to her about it and do it under the guise of me defending her. That's exactly what she's doing to a T. And it's so fucking annoying. And I knew it right away. But again, and you hit on this a little bit earlier, you have to give Adriana props for what she said about Alexia and Nicole. Because she says it perfectly. And she says, Alexia is jealous of Nicole because she's beautiful. She's a doctor. She's the real Barbie. And she's jealous of that. And look, we've said it in the past. Other people have said it in the past. It's nothing new. But to hear one of the women on the show say it, like, yeah, that's their issue with Nicole. That is 100% their issue with Nicole. She's in a happy marriage. She owns her houses, as she points out. She doesn't rent. She's killing it. And they have a problem with that. And on top of that, Nicole's nice. She's a nice person. On top of all the shit she has, she's nicer than you. And that drives you all crazy. And look, whatever. Like, that's part of the show. It is what it is. But I'm glad that Adriana could at least call that out. And look, I have a lot of issues with Adriana. And I say, like, get her off the show a lot and whatever. I don't think you can. I think that she is a major, major player on this show. She drives me nuts, like actually nuts. But she pushes this show forward. She does in her own clumsy, annoying way. Like it works and it's irritating, but it works. So I get why she's there. But in the after party or the bus to the after party, Kiki does her thing and she sets up this after party. And I'm sure there's other people going. It's not just this crew. But this is my point earlier. 
she's not the priority. They're sitting in traffic on the bus and everyone bounces. Like, just wait in traffic. It's your friend's big night. Like, this is where she got her start. She has a very close connection with Swim Week. Sit on the fucking bus. Get drinks on the bus. Like, that's what the buses are for. Like, pregame on your way to the party. Everyone's like, oh, I'm sleepy. I got to go. I'm sleepy. No. You came to your friend's thing who invited you there. She set up an after party. Go to the after party. This is what drives me crazy about the kiki of it all. Like, she deserves support as well. Just because she's not a mainstay, just because she's not mixing it up like you all are, she's still your friend. Like, go to her fucking party. Sit on the bus for an extra hour. Like, none of you have anything to do. I get it's late. Sleep in tomorrow. Like, fucking yeah. unbelievable. And we just we just watched you go to a Mamacita's brunch on a Thursday afternoon. So clearly That's you're probably not doing anything the next day. It's also Miami. How many fucking times do we have to hear all these people on the show talk about Miami and the nightlife and we stay out late and we party? You know, it doesn't really matter. Like you can't do that now. You can't go out on a random Tuesday night and stay out all night when Kiki, who's having a party specifically for you, celebrating her. You just dodge that like that doesn't really make any sense to me. I don't know. I always get pissed off when like things are happening and you're going to a fun party and it's on the show and the cameras are rolling and you're like, nah, I just don't want to do it. Like, what are you doing? Like, go do yeah. your fucking job. Go go to work. You're supposed to be there. Go you're to supposed work. to be partying. We need to see that. We need to see more of that. I don't want to see a sad Kiki just being by herself and going to her own party. No. That's annoying. No. And you know how many points that would score if like we watch these women go out in Miami and just fucking party. That's a fun scene. Maybe yeah, we talk about that all Maybe the time. All have a good time. That, yep. We need those scenes. So, yeah, I was really irritated that I felt really bad for Kiki. And I hope that this comes back up again. And I hope that it's a sticking point and maybe they do better in the future. Just support your friend. She supports all of you guys. Like she went to Adriana's stupid music video. Like she's there. Go to her stuff. It's annoying. It's rude. But we get to Julia's farm with Alexia the following day and. Alexia says that she's impressed by her and that she's learning from her. And it's a very sweet scene. And I like this friendship. I like these two together. Like this is fun. Yeah. And it also brings out a side of Alexia that Softens I get her. caught up in the moments. It does. And like, she has a very soft side, even in this scene, she's talking about St. Guadalupe and what she meant to her when uh, Frankie was going through his accident and recovering from that and how much he leaned on that and how she truly thinks it helps her and how she wants to share that with the group. And most importantly, she wants to share that with Gertie, who's going through something so serious right now. This is all very touching. And it shows you that Alexia thinks about other people and to a big degree, like she's to the point where she wants to bring them to this place of healing for in her eyes to help out. So that went a long way for me to kind of see past the annoying Adriana Nicole stuff. And when Alexia gets, you know, worked up and starts arguing with people over nothing, there is a different side to her and it's a side that I really enjoy seeing. And I'm glad that we got this. And it's interesting that it took Julia. And I know there's been glimpses of it in the past. It's not like this was like a, Holy shit, who is this? But it's interesting that you pair her with the nicest person in the group in Julia. And it starts to come out a bit more to the point where even Alexia is like, I'm learning from you. I'm impressed by you. Like, thank you. And she literally bows to Julia. Like, this is a cool scene to me. And to the point yeah. where she even, says to Julia, we're going down there during pride. Like she recognizes that's a big deal for her potentially. Like we're going down for pride so we can celebrate you. We can celebrate Gertie, take her to St. Guadalupe. There's a lot of factors here that clearly she has put time and effort into everybody going on this trip. And that for me went a long way. Yeah, it, it definitely goes a long way. And it, look, 
we talked about Alexia a lot last year. Alexia annoyed the hell out of me, and we kept talking about getting her away from Marisol because that was a toxic friendship that led to Alexia being annoying. And when we got her one-on-one with anybody else, she was a completely different person. She's been a lot better this year. I'll give her that. Mm -hmm. She has been a lot better this year. She's been much more enjoyable on screen. I don't really even have any problems with Alexia, aside from the whole Nicole thing, which I think we kind of hit the nail on the head with that, or rather Adriana did. And now we, it, it makes a ton of sense. This is another one of those things. If Julia can kind of extend out, and obviously we don't want people being nice to each other all the time on these shows because that would be <laughs> insane and very boring to watch. But it makes you feel for Alexia on a deeper level. And we always say that when she talks about Frankie, when she talks about her family, she's a completely different person and it makes you feel a little bit better for her. It makes you more in her corner. So when she does get into fights, you might side with her. I haven't yet, but you might side with her at some point. This could help. And I want to see more of that. I need more of these one-on-ones. I feel like we don't get a ton of those on the show because there's so many different factions going oh, on right now. That's a good point. But yeah. everything's everything's kind of haywire because Lisa was a big central piece last year with what she was going through. So everybody was kind of swooning to her. Now they're tired of her talking about Lenny. So they're kind of leaving her alone. She's kind of deflecting over to maybe Adriana or more so just on her own with Jody. I don't even care about the uh, fucking Lisa stuff anymore. But we need a little bit one-on-one time with the people that we don't see that often. Like, I need Kiki and Nicole to sit down or something. Like, I, I want to see more dynamics. I want to see more friendships in this because it helps us move forward. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. I agree with that. That's actually a really good point. But I know you've been just waiting to talk about this scene. So let's talk through it now. No, we have... Another episode, episode two of Separation Anxiety. And we both listened and we're going to do a full recap right now. Right? Are you going to do your yep. homework? I, I think we <laughs> I think we heard the I think we heard the whole episode. That is my this is my analysis on this. I think we heard every bit of that episode. I think it was about 10 minutes long and they do it once a week. Apparently, I don't I just don't care just it's the stupidest fucking thing in the world like yeah I get like maybe it makes you feel better maybe it's therapeutic but I I don't get that from Larsa Larsa is not somebody who's doing this from a therapeutic level she's doing it in a flashy way she's like oh check me out like you want to talk about the age gap you want to talk about this like I used to I was on the Kardashians did you guys watch that like shut up yeah I don't care like this is so stupid and again I love I like Marcus a lot I think he's a really good dude but I don't want to watch this fucking relationship. 
I, I just don't exactly. like, don't talk about you guys being five days apart from each other is a huge issue. And that's, that's my absolute max. Like, shut up. You guys have been dating Ugh. for like three months. It's so weird. And look, maybe you're going to get engaged soon. At least that's what it seems like. And you guys are going to get married. But Lars is in the press again, talking about how she has sex four times a night. So like, I, I don't want any more of this. I, I just want to leave it alone. It's not fun to talk about. It's not fun for us to watch. Bravo. If you're listening, Please stop showing us this. Show us them, you know, at parties together. But I don't want to see the two of them together. I don't need to see the podcast scene anymore. And that's the funny thing. No. The age gap's not the issue. Marcus has a good point in saying if this was reversed, no one would say a thing. You're right. And that's bullshit. And we don't care that there's a 16-year age gap. That has nothing to do with anything. It's just watching them together. It's just watching this scene of them, like, one-on-one, just being lovey-dovey all the fucking time. It's It's exhausting. I don't care for it. It makes me uncomfortable. Good for you guys. I hope you're madly in love. I hope it's all real. Show me you at parties around other people. Don't show me these scenes where you guys are chit-chatting about weird shit and you use these soft voices and just talk super soft. And I get more uncomfortable. You know, (laughs) but seriously, I have nothing more to say on the matter. Just move on. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I'm moving on. I don't want to talk about it either. There's another, there's another scene that I also, there's another scene that I also don't care about. So just, let's just keep going to that one too. That's a good one. It's a good one. one. It's a good one. It leads to something that I was shocked by and we'll talk about it at the end, but the next scene we get Gertie with Russ and Liam and she is post surgery number two and she got some info back, not all the info. And this is where she finds out that she's going to have to get chemotherapy. And this was an emotional scene and I was watching it. I got emotional. It's tough to watch. Like you're watching somebody go through the hardest thing they've ever gone through. And again, you get Alexia on the FaceTime and Alexia is super supportive. And she's like, I wanted to invite you to Mexico with us. I don't know if you can, depending on when you start chemo. But she says to her, like the whole St. Guadalupe thing and how much she leaned on her and how she wanted to share that with Gertie. And again, showing you that soft side of Alexia, which makes her much more relatable. It really does. And it makes those scenes, like you said, I am more likely to hear an argument with Alexia now and be like, baby, she's right. Instead of immediately going, oh, here we go again, because you need two sides to somebody. So to see her support Gertie in this scene was really nice. But uh, I'm glad that we know, obviously, that Gertie beat cancer because watching somebody deliver that news that, yeah, I'm about to go through chemo. It's it's hard to like put into words. Like it, it was just tough yeah. to watch, but um, I'm I'm glad she's okay. And it's just a tough scene, man. Yeah, no, it, it is a really tough scene. But again, I mean, it's it's just so important for people who are watching at home that might be going through the same thing or a loved one is. It, it this is where these shows can kind of hit on a different level. They have a different dynamic that can bring it in such a different way compared to just random toxic bullshit. We get breaks in between. You know, obviously there's a lot going on here. It's it's just it's a beautiful story. There's nothing yeah. really more to say about it. No, but that takes us to the final scene, your favorite scene. And that is Emilio and Adriana. And look, say what you will. She's in the studio with Emilio. This song was allegedly made for Camila Caballo. Did I say that right? I think I sure. Did. That's a it seems like a big deal. Okay. I don't know for sure. It seems like a big deal. And I would wouldn't even say that if I didn't see the cutscene from next week, apparently. 
that's a fest. That's a big festival. That's a lot of fucking people that she's getting up to sing fire in front of. That's a big deal. Yeah, sure. You're not paying attention to me. I am paying attention to you. What are you still on? I don't care. Adriana sucks. She is. She's just. She's not a good person. Let's just put it there. That's true. She's not a good person. She is. She's constantly undermining other people just because she's fucking sad and she's trying to like rip people apart when they when she sees that they're friends. She gets jealous and she freaks out. This whole thing, I just don't give a shit. I, I truly don't. And look, if she does well next week, good for her. I could not care less. I love talking about it. It's my favorite thing to talk about because it drives you up a wall. And I don't, this part, I don't understand. It's just, I, it's just stupid. It, it's not a fucking plot point for this show. Like it has nothing Why? to do with anything. Like, because we have to force fucking Adriana into my face when she's one, not a good singer Two, She's not a good person. Three. I don't give a shit. It has nothing to do with anything. I disagree it's, that she's not a good singer. Shooter could not okay. care less. They do not further the storyline of the rest of the show there's so many more things that i'd like to dig into why do we have to take another goddamn music break with adriana because miami's hot hot uh fire don't you pull your mic away from your mouth when i'm talking to you (laughs) (laughs) fuck it whatever (laughs) but that's it let's get into the questions and wrap this bad boy up from rp one hundred thousand. I would like to split Marisol and Alexia. Which one would you bring back? Alexia, without a doubt. Would you get rid of Marisol? I don't need to get rid of Marisol anymore. I, no, I've come I a long so way either. from that. Um, yeah. I, again, still would get rid of Adriana. But yeah, I, I don't need to get rid of Marisol anymore. If I was faced with who to remove out of the two of them, I would remove Marisol because I feel like Alexia does have more to offer. That's, that one's tough. I think so too. I, I just don't think neither of them need to go. Marisol drives me crazy a lot of the time, but you can't deny that she is a major factor in this show. That's what I said about Adriana too. And I know that you're, you'd be cool with her going, but the more I see of this show, like I think she's an important part of the dynamic because of the weird, wacky shit she pulls out of nowhere. It does take center stage a lot. And I think that's important. But as far as Alexia and Marisol, if I had to pick, I would pick Alexia to come back. But I just, you can't take either of them off. I think you need both of them. I don't think this show runs yeah. without those two. But uh, you Hold got on. anything else there? No. I, I was going to pull another question from last week's Miami thing. No. If there's something that's still like relevant. Uh, no, but tune you in. You don't have Tuesday anything night. else. That, yeah. Just tune in that's Tuesday night. Else. Watch us live. Maybe take some pictures Watch of us on your TVs. live. Yeah, do that. Tag us because we're not going to be able Steel- to see what we look like. Steel and I after. are going to kiss. That's what's going to happen live. Look, if it gets more viewers on there, we'll do whatever we have to. We've said that before. We we are not above anything. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't too proud to beg. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yo. But uh, hey, now. But um, as Shooter said, make sure you tune in 9.15 on Tuesday. I imagine you guys would be watching regardless because that is season or sorry, part three of the Salt Lake reunion. It's the big finale. We're going to finally get into reality Von tease, And then we're going to reality Von tease you from behind the bar, baby. <laughs> hey, yo. How long have you been waiting for that one? 
I just came up with that. I don't. I think I could have oh. done better had I actually planned it. But uh, I thought it was make good. sure you get those tickets, guys. Seriously, uh, if you are an avid listener and thinking about coming to the show, we want you to have first pick. We don't want you to be left out in the cold. If you want to come to the show and are waiting till the last minute, so if we are going to get that influx of tickets after Tuesday night, make sure you buy those tickets beforehand. Green Room Forty Two, New York City, Thursday night. Come hang out with us, Aaron Litchie, the Brooke Ashley is going to be there. It's going to be a blast. So we will see you there. Get them ticks, baby. Anything Get else, em. Magoots? Get nope. Em. See you later. Rob Rose are out of here. We'll see yous on TV. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.